Talk about just the the 12th man and 106,000 second largest crowd in the history. Let me of tell you the something. Stadium. That atmosphere and environment tonight, you don't want to play in that. Something wrong with you. That that right there, that that recruits and the people and the love. I mean, that that that's as good environment and atmosphere as there is in college football, bar none. I don't care where it's at. Those people are behind you, and I'm thankful we won the game for them, and I mean that for our players, for everybody who believes in us, and our, especially our fans, though, because, listen, this, this place deserves a great football team. We're doing everything in our power to make it that way, and we're going to try to get it there. We've got a lot of work to do, and we're growing. But this, this fan base is tremendous, and the atmosphere and environment is the best in college football. Talk about what you could improve on from the time that you all met up last year at all. You know, this wasn't about <clears throat> this week getting ready to play this defense. You know, this was 12 months. So, you know, when you get embarrassed like we did a year ago, um, at least me, you know, offensively, we're going to try everything we can to figure out how to how to beat you. So. And I told them on that last drive, if we score with little to no time left on the clock, that we're going to go for two and make it. And we, I, I love the play call. And we had a three three options there and on the play, and, uh, and we just didn't convert it. So. That you appreciate the fan experience of how fun this brand of football is to watch. I hope I hope they enjoy the heck out of it. You know, I mean that we're going to play fast and physical in, in all three phases of the game. Um, offensively, yeah, we're probably a little bit different than what's happened. Uh, I think that's uh, the first step to, to making uh, this fan base in the state extremely proud of, of who we are on the football field. You know, elite can be a loose term. I thought that we were elite at times. I never used the term that we're elite. We didn't force turnovers enough to be elite, you know what I mean? And uh, I thought all times, if you want to play in big games, you got to take care of business. It doesn't get much bigger than undefeated Georgia, undefeated Kentucky next week. What's, what's kind of the mentality going into that? Game? We, 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 we just discussed it briefly. I just said to enjoy it for a few hours, but get some sleep tonight, and, and they know. Punch the clock on Monday. And coaches will be in there tomorrow morning, but uh, but players uh, we can't see them till Monday, so they need to rest up, heal up, um, get some treatment, and uh, be ready to go. Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Oh, Mike, we fumbling this thing, ain't we? <laughs> I'd open a beer, but I already did 10 minutes ago, Mike. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're recording the intro once again. We just recorded it, didn't record the first time. So, uh, long story short, what you missed, sorry that I wasn't on yesterday. Feel a little sick. Throats are still a little sore right now. And now that we're having to do the podcast twice, that ain't helping. But how are you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. Long as you're long as you're rested up before we get to the game Saturday, that's all that matters, Mike. So yeah, I jumped in the truck this morning. I was heading to work, and I was like, "Where the hell's the podcast?" You know, must be nice taking a day off. But uh, no, I'm glad you got rested up. You sound better than you did yesterday, and uh, uh, gonna need you Saturday, Mike. We're gonna need all the voices Saturday because you know uh, what they say: Ole Miss is coming to play chess, not checkers. You know. <laughs> Well, absolutely, brother, and uh, of course, so we're going to get to our picks here right in just a second, but got to mention the sponsor of the show, Shane, Prize Picks. Head on over to prizepicks.com, and don't forget to use that promo code SEC. Doesn't get any simpler than that, Shane, and Prize Picks, they're, right now, they're doubling your initial deposit up to $100, so we're talking $200 <laughs> in your account today. 
If you want to play some daily fantasy sports and prizepicks.com, the only one that I know of, Shane, that you can do college football players. I got a couple. We'll run those down. But, of course, you can do NFL, NBA, hockey, starting mm-hmm. back up. So any sport, they got you covered over at prizepicks.com. But how about these ones, Shane? I'm going to throw them at you real quick. These, And I feel like these always tease my picks, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Take Bigsby, the outstanding Auburn running back. Oh, I got him uh-huh. under – 94 and a half rushing yards against Arkansas. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I, that's a lot. That's a lot to get against Arkansas. You look at last week. I mean, hell, I always think that Georgia game, you know. Right. I think that was a one-off, and I, I think they bounced back. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, that's a tough – get a century on the Arkansas Razorbacks? I don't know about that. And maybe if it was just Tank, but we got Hunters emerge, we got Sean Shiver. So, I think they're going right. to carry the load there. Absolutely. I think you'll really like this one, Shane. Josh Van, South Carolina's outstanding receiver, over 52 mm. and a half receiving yards against Vandy. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Buddy, there's not a lot of weapons on that team, and that's one they got to start getting involved. And I think that showed up last week when they were just needing to catch up. They weren't able to do it. So I think they tried to work some kinks out against Vanderbilt this week, and who better than my man Van? <laughs> How about this one, Shane? Is that a shirt yet? Is that a shirt? Because if it's not, I coin it. <laughs> K.J. Jefferson over a half a rushing touchdown against Auburn. So – Obviously, he just needs the one rushing touchdown. And K.J. Jefferson, there's not a better quarterback in the SEC, in my mind, than, mm. than the way he's playing. So, all he's got to do is get on the end zone once on the ground. I think that's a safe bet. Oh, Mike. I mean, you, you want to talk about a safe bet. They have these things in the NFL to first score. And, like, I would put my money on him scoring the first touchdown in this game. So, right. yeah, give me that one. All right, last one, Shane. Got, I'm feeling good about four of these, but Anaya Smith, Texas A&M's outstanding receiver slash running back, over half a receiving touchdown against Missouri. He went off against Alabama. I think he continues that momentum against them Tigers. What do you think? Absolutely. Texas A&M's finding identity, and it starts with this running game and the passing from the running backs. Mm-hmm. But all right, buddy, so – uh, that's all I got on the prize pick selections. Are you ready to make our picks heading into the weekend? Hell yeah. And before we get too far, don't forget, at the end of this, we're going to read some reviews. So if you got yourself an Apple product, be sure to jump on there and give us a five-star rating. If you do, take a screenshot, email it to that podcast at gmail.com, and Mike will get you a koozie out your way. And don't forget that address. About half of you forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, yeah, send me a koozie. Okay, where? Where do you want it? <laughs> but all right, buddy, let's make, uh, let's make our weekend picks here. Let's do it. Gambling? What's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass, me. heard you say that. <laughs> well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. Think. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. Here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me?
No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first game on the docket, Shane Vanderbilt at South Carolina. And Gamecocks favored by 18 and a half points. The over-unders mm. at 50 and a half. This game's at 4 <laughs> o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. And how about this, Shane? South Carolina's won 12 in a row in this series. They lead all-time 26-4 to against the Commodores. Who are you liking the matchup? Oh, Mike. You know, it's been a while since South Carolina had a complete game. I mean, they had a complete meltdown the first half of last week against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But I'll say that second-half team was a different team. I, and I, I think – they got to realize that they've got a really good front defensive front. I mean, they you want to talk about pressure. These guys are going to be able to get pressure on Vanderbilt. They're going to be able to kind of mimic a little bit what the Florida Gators did last week, I think. I just, unfortunately, I mean, I know we keep saying this week after week, but Vanderbilt's just not there, man. Vanderbilt is a tune-up game that's in the SEC, and that's what South Carolina needs, man. They need a comfort victory. They need to go out and put this thing away, and I think they need to – they need to find this identity. You look at some of the games that, that, that they played, and it's like, who are you? What are you trying to create? You, we talked about, again, my man Van. Get him involved. I, I kind of mm-hmm. teased it there at the start of, the season, or start of this show. I, I think that you really need to get this off. Like, if there's a team that you can practice getting your receivers more involved and, and get Doty some damn confidence, it's the Vanderbilt Commodores. This thing's at home. There's no reason you should lose it. It's at 4 o'clock. There's going to be fans out to this thing. I like South Carolina, and I think they win. I think they win comfortably. I think this is a good victory for them. Move them to 4-3. and three. Um, I like the over. South Carolina, 42. Vanderbilt, 14. Ooh. Yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say there, Shane. How about this? If you love scoring, stay away from this one. South Carolina, number 13 in the SEC, 22 points scored per game. But Vanderbilt, even worse, dead last 13 points per game. The Commodores are scoring. And, you know, I think my favorite thing you said there, South Carolina, I mean, what is the identity on offense? Because I don't know what in the hell it is. Of course, we go back to the Jordan Birch <laughs> ill-conceived <laughs> touchdown throw. I mean, that's your goal line play. That tells you everything you need to know about uh, where you're at on the offensive side of the ball. So, I think, um, you know, I'm not hearing much behind the scenes in, in terms of firing the offensive coordinator or anything, but this got to be a game where, you know, he's got to come in, Marcus Satterfield, with an excellent game plan. you got to score a lot of points on the Vanderbilt Commodores a team that's struggling, and it's got to be all about the ground game. If you can't run on the Vanderbilt Commodores, you know, you right. got you got no chance the rest of the way. So, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on South Carolina in this one. And yep. yeah, on Vanderbilt, you got nothing to lose going into this one. So, a little bit of pressure here. But, you know, at the end of the day, South Carolina, as, as bad as they've looked in the last couple of weeks, significantly better team than the Vanderbilt Commodores. I think this is a get-right game. We got to get Luke Doty some confidence too, Shane. And that's that's it. If you can't get him going in this one, man, it's just it ain't gonna happen this season. You know what? So yeah, uh, I'm right there with you, and I'm I'm locking this one up early, brother. I'm going South Carolina 33, Vanderbilt 10. Give me them Gamecocks and the points. Did you lock? Lock, Is this your lock? it up. 
Damn. Damn, Gina. So yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think I think this is a South Carolina game that, like you said, they just they need it, man. They need this. The I think Doty needs this. The fan base needs this. The running backs need this. That damn offensive line needs this. They need a game that they don't we don't walk away saying Vanderbilt's got an awesome defensive front. They don't. Right. <laughs> you you got this. If you toe to toe, there's no reason that you shouldn't have push on the front of that offensive line. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely a get right game for South Carolina. All right, next on the docket, shade number twenty one, Texas A and M. Great to be back in the top twenty five at the Missouri Tigers. The Aggies favored by nine points. The over unders mm-hmm. fifty nine and a half. Texas A and M leads the all time series eight to seven, but Mizzou Shane. Two in a row they've won, but uh, last one came in 2014, so it's been a while. But uh, <laughs> So who do you like in the matchup here, Texas A&M at Missouri? Man, you know, Texas A&M's hurt me a few times this year, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hurt this fan base, and, and like you said, it's good to see them back in the top 25. I mean, you just had to beat number one Alabama to get there, but you did it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And one of the – out of all the score spreads that I saw this week, there was only one that just truly surprised me, and it was this one. How can you come off a victory with Alabama Crimson Tide and go against a team with Mizzou, which we argue, we know has been struggling. And the spread only be – I think it was like eight at, at first, right? Seven and a half, something crazy like yeah. that. Like a touchdown. Now mm-hmm. it's what, eight? Now I got it at nine. Nine? Well, still, I, I still don't think it's enough, man. I just – I tried to wrap my head – th- it almost feels like they're – like they're baiting me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I'm usually uber confident when it comes to making my locks of the week, but this one it just baffles me that we're still sitting there at a two possession game as far as Vegas is concerned. Because here's what I saw last week, Mike. I saw a Texas A&M that found themselves. I saw a quarterback that found some weapons with uh, Wattemeyer. I'm telling you this. this this offense got to moving last week. It felt like there was a little bit of confidence with uh, with my man back there. The, the running game. One thing that Mizzou has shown you that they have struggled at is stopping running backs. Well, you got two or three of them coming to town, and they could all easily have 100 yards. So mm-hmm. I did not see Missouri last week make a, a, a super – improvement and I didn't see it I didn't watch it and say you know what hey they finally figured out defense no they went against a team that if you look the scoreboard was close yes they were able to move the ball but it, when it came down to it they they still weren't able to stop North Texas so what makes you think they're going to be able to stop Texas A&M I'm not in fact Mike I'm, I'm stopped beating around the bush here this is my lock of the week Texas A&M don't let me down 35 Mizzou 21 Ooh. Well, I'll tell you else who locked that up is uh, your brother, Jonathan. He, <laughs> he's got this on a parlay right now. He's got it on about three parlays right there with you. I told him He I- sent me this. He <laughs> sent when he saw the spread before I did, he couldn't believe it. And I couldn't get on the I couldn't get on the internet fast enough to, to get my money. I was like, take all my money. I just that's how confident I am in this game. And it's nothing against Missouri, Mike. I don't want the Mizzou fans to get upset and say, Oh, Shane's bashing us. No, you've got a good offense. 
My concern is your defense still. You're still not able to stop or slow down any team, mm -hmm. and you're going against a Texas A&M team that found themselves last week, and that scares me. Yeah, could there be a little bit of a hangover, a little bit of a trap game? Of course, anybody can say that, but I don't think so. I think Texas A&M – they realize that they can beat – hell, they beat Alabama. They can beat everybody. And how do you do that? You go out and you destroy teams like Missouri. So, I, I'm sorry. I'm getting carried away. I just – I still – it feels like a trap. I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, Texas, like Jonathan said, Texas A&M could still be drunk and they'll win this one. But <laughs> the question is, will they cover that spread? And yeah. I think the biggest questions I have for the Aggies in this one, Shane, Zach Calzada, was that a one-off? Or did he put everything together last week against Alabama? Because obviously he rose to the occasion. How about that offensive line? They've been an issue all season, yet they prevented Alabama from getting a single sack on Calzada. So uh -huh. have they got those two pieces figured out? Because, hell, you know, it's kind of like you said, man, if, if A&M's got the quarterback and the offensive line put together, they could beat literally anybody in the country. They just proved that mm -hmm. to us. The, the defense yeah. is playing red hot. You've got weapons all around Calzada. He was finally able to get them the ball. Weidermeyer got him going. Anaya Smith had a big game against Alabama. They do that again, they're going to just stomp Missouri. And yeah. for some reason, this spread doesn't reflect it. What it says to me, Shane, is kind of what you were hitting at. It, it's almost like the the gambling gods know A&M's going to be stumbling <laughs> and overlooking Missouri in this matchup. But, you know, I can't. I can't go off that. I can only go off what we've seen. And what we've seen, just like you said, Missouri's defense has not shown up all off season or all season. So if mm -hmm. Texas A&M's going, scoring 30, what was it, 38 points on Alabama, yeah. I certainly believe they can, can do something similar to the Missouri Tigers, even if it is on the road. I'm just still not buying it. I think Missouri will make this thing competitive. But, uh, you know, I'm right there with you, Shane. I'm going Texas A&M. 35, Mizzou, 16. Uh, A&M, I just think, is playing too good a football right now to where I think in the second half they pull away from the Tigers after a, a competitive first half. Did you did you not lock this up because you knew I was going to? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't lock it up because these damn Ugh. these gambling gods they know what they know what they're doing. Uh, I and it, it scared me I'm away. I'm telling from you, it. it does. It makes me it. Texas A&M should be on upset alert. I'm just letting you know, Mizzou fans, this is a good thing. If Vegas coming out thinking it's going to be a one possession score, then I'm telling you, this is you couldn't ask. For, I I had to look. I looked up the weather, Mike. I was like, is there three feet of snow up there? No. What's going on? <laughs> Everything's going right for Texas A&M, you know. So I just I don't. I'm just I'm baffled. I right, say noon game is wild to see this one at noon, but we got number twenty Florida at LSU. One of the better rivalries in all of college football. Them Gators favored by 11.5 on the road. Over-unders 59.5. Florida leads the all-time series 33-31. to And I don't know if you saw it, Shane, but LSU just put out a hype video, and it, it's kind of sad. It is what it is, but they the headline of their video, anything can happen in this game. So, oh, my God. That's just letting you know they do not feel great about their odds with the Gators coming into town. I know LSU won last year 37 to 34, but uh I don't know, so many guys out, Shane. Eli Ricks, they just announced out for the season. Derek Stingley's out. Kayshawn Butte's out for the year. Ali Gay's out. Major Burns is out. LSU limping into this one. I this is the one I really wanted to lock up, Shane, but 
anything can happen in this one. So I didn't lock it up. But uh, who do you like in the matchup? Oh, I think you hit it, man. I mean, this this game is always tight. It is always tight. Like, you look last few years. I mean, just jump on Winsipedia alone and you look. The, mm-hmm. I mean, so many times this game has come down to the last possession. <laughs> but as many times as I've erased and moved scores and tried to make this competitive in my damn mind, and I, I mean, I keep – I'm like, you know – Florida, Florida's going to win. Florida's obviously going to win this thing. But are they going to win enough, you know? Are, are they just going to let LSU just hang in there the entire game? That's kind of what I feel like was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to put any money on this thing. Because you do that, I mean, hell, you still got a good quarterback there. I mean, trust me, you're going to get plenty of Johnson cam when this thing comes in there. They got a good quarterback. And his dad used to be a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, it's still not enough. You just lost the only serious weapon you had on the outside. Butte, I you I mean, the problem with having him as your only weapon is if you don't have him, what do you have? A running game? No. Okay? You're gonna need some other players to 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 step up, and I just haven't seen that from LSU all season. So I I just as, as much as I want to make this game competitive, I can't. I think this is an ugly, sloppy game. I think Florida comes out here. They run, oh, shit, probably 400 yards, Mike. I, I just think it's going to look like an old Georgia Tech game when we get done. They're, they're going to be out there running wish. Dan's going to be running wishbone before you know it. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's, that's just what this game is going to turn into, and it's just not going to be fun. Uh, Florida, I got winning. And I got covering the spread. 31, LSU, 17. Well, you know, Shane, we credit Dan Mullen for being one of the best coaches in all of college football. Coach O, he is 2-2 two and two against them, so that's something to consider. And I think the key to this game, Shane, LSU's allowed only 14 points in the first quarter all season. Got to mm-hmm. do something similar in this one. You, you know, hopefully you can shut out the Gators in the first quarter Got to keep this crowd in the game. Got to hope that uh, Max Johnson, like you said, it, you know, where is he going to go now that Butte's out? That remains to be seen. They, they, we need some of these young freshman receivers to step up, and that seems like a recipe for a disaster. But, <laughs> I mean, that's basically the game plan. I, I know we got the running game going last week, but I think uh, Kentucky wanted you to run the ball, basically, when they yep. jumped up on you 14 to nothing. So, yeah. I mean, I can't really argue with anything you just said, Shane. I mean, it just it feels like the wheels are coming off the uh, Coach O bus here at LSU, and I've been rooting so hard for LSU this season, but they just they ain't got it, man. And they hadn't <laughs> had it since the beginning of the season and damn near let the Mississippi State game get away, and they're just playing so poorly that uh, I don't care about the history of this game and, and the wacky <laughs> scores that we're getting. Can't can't base your prediction off that. You got to base it on what we've seen on the field this season. And even mm-hmm. though the Gators are not firing on all cylinders by any means, they're playing of a hell of a lot better than LSU is right now. So I'm right there with you, and it, it kind of breaks my heart to do it because this may be the final one here for Coach O. But uh, I'm going to go Florida 35, LSU 20. Gators win. <laughs> Gators cover the spread. Yeah, I kept looking at that history, too. And then I was like, you know what? I used to be able to do 35 push-ups. Doesn't mean I can do them today, you know? (laughs) 
Ain't happening. Who cares? <laughs> this is a new new ball club, and uh, LSU, like you said, is limping in this thing. So this could be an ugly game, Mike. All right, how about this one, Shade? Number five, Alabama on the road at Mississippi State. Crimson Tide favored by 17 points. The over-unders at uh, 57 and a half. And this is the evening game on ESPN, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, nationally televised. Alabama's mm-hmm. won 14 no, excuse me. I almost jumped the gun here. Alabama's won 13 in a row in this series. Who you got in the matchup? Oh, Mike, this is one we talked earlier in the week, trying to convince me that Mississippi State has a chance against the defending national champions coming off an upsetting loss against Texas A&M. And I'll tell you, that's one of the few games I did get to get back and start looking at. And I'm telling you, man, a couple opportunities, Alabama was right back in that thing. I mean, they were winning that game if a couple things went their way and not Texas A&M's way. I'm, this is this is a top-tier program, Mike. This is a team that still, in my mind, needs to, needs to have an opportunity to play in the college football playoffs because they're probably going to win it all. But you're coming off a tough victory, and how do these boys handle it? Do they have – the senior leadership in that locker room to get focused, you know. I mean, it's 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 easy when you got Coach Saban breathing down your neck and telling you about the rat poison and all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, you got a team that didn't lose a game last year. Some of these kids have never lost a collegiate game, mm-hmm. and how do they bounce back against Mississippi State? It's a hostile environment. I mean, I hate watching games there. I know if I'm a Mississippi State fan, I love it, but them damn cowbells are ridiculous. They're too, they're, I got to turn my TV down sometimes because they're so loud. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it's like being down there on the field. This is going to be a loud, violent crowd, and they're excited. They, they, they see blood in the water because it is realistic to lose this game for Alabama. Mm-hmm. So, but, Mike, but – it is Nick Saban. Look at how many times he's lost. How many times has he lost two games in a row? It just doesn't happen. I don't. That's that's what I keep telling myself. I get it. It's a perfect storm. You're on the road, but I just have that much faith that Nick Saban's able to get this game right. I don't think it's a blowout. I really do think Mississippi State hangs in there. I think it's a ball game, but I think Alabama pulls away there at the end. So I've got Alabama winning, thirty-four. Mississippi State, 27. One-score game. Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this is a matchup, Shane, of uh, the SEC's top two passing attacks, so we may see some fireworks in this one. I was surprised to find out that uh, Alabama, they just got 12 sacks this year, Shane, and that's uh, number 11 in the SEC, so they're not really getting to the quarterback like mm-hmm. we thought they would, and could that play a factor? Because, you know, that's what Mississippi State loves to do. They love to throw it all over the yard. Mississippi State, they've got the number eight rushing defense in the country, Shane, and that's kind of Alabama, you know, in the last couple of weeks, that's what we've seen them want to be able to do, just pound that B-Rob at opposing defenses. Can they do that? I don't know against Mississippi State. So there's a lot of things here that I think favor Mississippi State. How about this one, Shane? Alabama, this is going to decide the game. Third down on both sides of the the field. Mm -hmm. Alabama, number two in the SEC in converting on third down. But Mississippi State, number two in the SEC in stopping people on third down. Mm. So, man, some interesting, interesting matchups going into this one. How will this Alabama team respond? I'm 
kind of, you know, I'm liking your score prediction here, Shane, because I've been singing it from the mountaintops. I do not think Alabama is quite as elite as they normally are. Now, are they a top four team? Probably, but we're used to Alabama being number one. And that's kind of that's kind of the point I'm making. So I don't think they're just going to go into Starkville and just destroy Mississippi State, even if uh, Saban's been riding pretty hard to, to bounce back this week. So mm-hmm. I think the Mississippi State, again, it's kind of unfortunate because Ole Miss got a bye week before Alabama. It seems to mess with their rhythm. Will that happen to Mississippi State? We'll find out <laughs> on Saturday. But they were playing the best football they played all year when they all beat right. Texas A&M. Now they had two weeks to prepare for Alabama. So – We'll see if that plays uh, any kind of factor in the momentum scale. But I like what you had to say, Shane. I like Alabama to win the game, but I really like Mississippi State to cover. I didn't have the guts that you do to have it a one-score game, but (laughs) I think it's pretty close, Shane. I go Alabama 31, Mississippi State 21. Mm. So you still got them covering. Okay, Mississippi State. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they backdoor this thing, but I just feel like it's a close game going into the fourth quarter. I really do. I think mm-hmm. Mississippi State hangs in there, hangs in there, and Alabama just barely pulls away there at the end. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, how about this one? Auburn at number 17, Arkansas. Razorbacks favored by four. The over-unders mm-hmm. at 54. And, man, this game's at noon. I, Arkansas, I think they're scheduled to be on noon for the rest of time. Uh, this will be on CBS, though, because we got us a doubleheader, SEC on CBS. Auburn has won five in a row in the series, and that's the longest in series history. And last year, of course, you got to count Auburn winning, but did they really? I don't know. I don't, I don't really count that. How about you, buddy? So who you got winning this year? Oh man, I, I yeah, I'm with you. Let's don't talk about the past, Mike. You know, <laughs> let's just let's don't bring it up. Let's let's bring up some positive things here. I, you got two programs that uh, I don't know. I think I think they're further along than 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 you would think. I I, I mean, you look at what Sam's done since last year to this year. Mm-hmm. You if I'm I'm sitting there. I was watching. Uh, I was talking to somebody about that that damn Arkansas Western Kentucky game. Do you remember that one? I mean, oh, yeah. think about it. that's where your program was, <laughs> just <laughs> just a couple of years ago, and, and where it's where it's turned into. You're beating teams like Texas. You're you're beating teams like Texas A&M that beat Alabama. I mean, you are playing top shelf football. And is it has it been perfect? No, I, I think obviously the competitive depth has uh, really kind of reared its head there. You know, the last two losses that they've had, but. You still got a really good program, man, and you've got good fundamental football. And I think that's you got a quarterback that nobody talked about coming in the season that is given everything he has, man. Mm-hmm. I tell you that uh, there's no who cares about champions of heart, whatever that saying was that Butch used to have. But I'm, I'm just saying the the kids got it, and and if he has an opportunity to get in the end zone, he's going to find a way to do it. I love KJ. I just think he's he's. He's really turned a leaf, man. He's a he is an SEC quarterback. Auburn had a rough week. I think the the one thing that concerns me about Auburn is 
is the letdown. You know, they played Penn State like crazy, but then they came back the following week and they just ho-hummed and, and barely got past Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Now, what did they do? How did they bounce back from a Georgia game? Another one I think was the, the scoreboard doesn't – I don't think it really – Auburn there for a minute, halfway through this game, was in it, man. A couple of things go their way. They're they're hanging in there with the number one team in the country. And I, I think, again, you're going to have a little bit of a letdown coming into Arkansas. So, that's why I've got Arkansas winning this thing. I just – I'm not convinced that Auburn has the ability to bounce back after that tough-fought physical game last week and then – go toe-to-toe with Arkansas Razorback, which has one of the best fan bases in the country, man. They are not. They haven't gave up on it, man. Arkansas fans will be there. Arkansas fans are expecting the win, and that is going to be a loud, that's going to be a hostile environment, and it's going to be a tough one for Auburn to win. And I think that's why they lose, man. It's just the bounce-back factor, this, the, the fact that – now, I would say this, Mike. If this was in the Plains, I think I would have flipped the score, but the fact that, that it's at Arkansas, I've got to go them getting the last score. 35, Auburn, 28. Ooh. KJ has three touchdowns. One rushing, let's hope. No, thanks they're to- all three ru- All three rush, three rushing touchdowns. Ooh, okay. Well, speaking of KJ, Shane, he's the only SEC quarterback with uh, 1,200 – Passing yards and 300 rushing yards. So, he's doing it both ways. He's really mm-hmm. affecting the game. Of course, Bo Nix on the other side, you know, he takes a lot of heat. But 256 passes he's thrown without an interception. That's currently an Auburn record. So, you know, we got a battle of uh, experienced, productive quarterbacks here going head-to-head. Last season, I think that really plays a, a key motivating factor for them Arkansas Razorbacks. I think the defense, more than anything, Shane, I don't want to say they got exposed last week. I think they just got, you know, where Arkansas is uh, has its, its biggest issues is at corner. And, yeah. man, those guys got burnt last week. There's no way to, to slice it any better. The defense failed in that regard. But the great thing about this matchup, Shane, Auburn doesn't have any receivers that can beat you. Yeah. Outside of, uh, you know, Robertson's, he's all right. He's their leading receiver, the transfer from Georgia. But, uh, you know, he's nowhere near any of these guys that uh, Ole Miss had, and, you know, for all the praise I give Bo Nix, he's no Matt Corral either. So, I think Arkansas has a big bounce back on that side of the ball this week. It's going to come down to them be able to corral Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter, Sean Shivers in that running game because I think that's what Auburn is going to try to attack this Arkansas defense with after Ole Miss had so much success kind of gashing them on the the ground last week. That's got to be pivotal for the Razorbacks. It seems like each week, Traylon Burks, I mean, my goodness, he's making more and more plays. K.J. Jefferson's gaining more and more confidence. I think uh, Arkansas right there with you, Shane, not only wins this game, but I think they cover. I go Arkansas 27, Auburn 17. First time Mm. Arkansas has been favored in an SEC game under Sam Pittman in the conference, and they get it done this week. Mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Why do you hate Auburn, man? <laughs> just kidding. I, I can't figure them out, man. One week oh, I bet against them, they're gangbusters. One one week I say they're done, they they win it. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's Auburn is a frustrating, like you said, it's a frustrating team to predict. They're not mm-hmm. consistent, and 
it wouldn't surprise me if Auburn comes out here and kills Arkansas. It really wouldn't. But uh, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head. Is we're gonna need some passing attack, man. We got mm-hmm. we're Bo needs some help or whoever's back there quarterback. I don't know who they put back there anymore, but I, they just need something because that's killing your running game. Is the fact that we're not getting two dimensional and we need these receivers to catch the ball. You watch that Georgia game, man. There was so many drops, so many opportunities to get back in it. They can't have that again. They can't do it two weeks in a row, Mike. Right. And, and speaking of Auburn's inconsistency, Shane, I mean, my goodness, one week Bo Nick's getting benched, the next he's winning SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Like, how can <laughs> yeah. you – how can you – you can't even make this up. You know what? No, absolutely not. All right, Shane, that game I know you've been waiting for, number mm-hmm. 13 Ole Miss on the road at Tennessee. The Rebels favored by two and a half points. The over-unders at 82 and a half. We got the number four scoring offense in the country in Ole Miss, the number seven scoring offense in Tennessee. Who do you like in the matchup? Think about that, man. 82 and a half over under. That's a lot of points, Mike. I looked this one up, and I was just curious, has it ever been that many points scored between these twos? Nope, not even close. 20 20 points away from from that 82 (laughs) score. So, man, this one I obviously clearly excited about, man, because I love offense, man. I love passing. I love – the way these these teams are playing right now, it's just going to make for great college football. I can feel it. I'm going to be there. I will be feeling it. You'll be with me, Mike. That I think that is a factor. Um, they're not talking about it, but there's going to be good luck in that house when when mm-hmm. Ole Miss comes to town. And we look, man. This everybody, the cards. I mean, you just look at it. We're pulling out all the stops. We did the 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 black jerseys last week. We're doing the checker kneeling. We're doing every gimmick that we could come up with to create some buzz in the Neyland Stadium. Hell, they're trying to get third down for what turned back on. So <laughs> who knows? By the time we get there, it may happen. But I will say, Mike. Oh, man, I hate to be this guy, Mike. I hate to be this guy, but you look at the games. Look at the games. Look at the last two. We talk about Tennessee Volunteers. Who are the last two teams they upset or they won? South Carolina and Missouri. So we're not crowning either one of those defenses right now, okay? We're not crowning because they can't compete. They just they got caught behind the eight ball. They couldn't catch up, and and we we got uber confidence in our boys. We got some guys coming back from injuries, yes, but we just took a big blow, man. They're saying Evans ain't going to be playing at running back. I mean, that's that's right. a huge blow. This is a guy that's got multiple hundred yards rushings. We need a guy like this to compete with a team like Ole Miss because Ole Miss has only lost one game, and that was to Alabama. Okay, mm-hmm. Nick Saban has Lane's number. That's all it is. It's 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 not day competition. Ole Miss has so many weapons on the outside. They got a great running attack. They don't need defense. They show you that they can out. Look at Arkansas, man. Who cares? If there was three more quarters, it's still they're still going to have the last touchdown. That's just who this team is. And Nick, I'm telling you, man, Lane Kiffin hates Tennessee. Deep down inside, I know he does, or at least he loves trolling them. So, this game is personal to him as well, just about as personal as that Alabama game. Mm -hmm. And to think that Tennessee has a snowball's chance in hell in competing with these teams is crazy. I I think it's just nonsense. Um, 
The spread on this thing is two and a half. I'm surprised I didn't lock this thing down. I love my Tennessee Volunteers, but I got to be realistic, Mike. And the reality is, I love upsets, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love upsets. And that's why I got my Tennessee Volunteers with your Morristown Honda score, 44, Ole Miss Rebels, 42. I just think Tennessee, before I go, Tennessee's starting to hit on all cylinders, man. This offense, yeah. Were they the greatest defense? No. But Hooker has confidence. This offensive line has confidence. These running backs, these wide receivers, oh, my gosh, these receivers are running routes that they know exactly where they're supposed to be. And that's what I love is just how much growth I've seen here in the last three weeks. We've got a lot of guys coming back from injuries, especially on that defensive side of the ball. And I think that's where we get them because where Arkansas struggled on the cornerbacks, Tennessee will not. And I think that's why we, if we can steal a couple possessions from Lane Kiffin, I don't think Ole Miss defense is going to be able to stop us. That's why I'm predicting the upset. I may be extremely wrong. I may be out of this stadium at halftime, but I hope not. I just I, – I feel an upset of Bruin. Man, you almost got me. I thought I was going <laughs> to shut off the pod. I was going to have to have you drug tested. I thought you were going to pick the Ole Miss Rebels to beat your oh. balls while you're in the stands. But, hey, I like a lot of what you had to say, Shane. I – uh, how about this, though? Third, You mentioned third down for what? That's not even the key down with Ole Miss because they go for it on fourth down more than anybody in the SEC, maybe more than anybody in the country, and they convert 75% on fourth down. So, hey, it's working out. I know, you know, there's some glaring ones that didn't work out, but that's mm-hmm. just because you ain't paying attention all the times they do convert doesn't mean it's not working for the lane train down there being so aggressive. But, you know, I think – Two things really stand out to me in this one, Shane. Ole Miss, number 129 in the country out of 130, so basically dead last in the nation in penalties. This mm-hmm. is a penalized team going into a buzzsaw that you hit on it there with the checker kneeling. It's going to be rocking and rolling Saturday night, Lane Kiffin's return. I Obviously, that plays a huge factor in this game. The first sellout Tennessee's had in years and years, so – I think, uh, you know, I think the crowd will really play a factor in this matchup. And, you know, one thing that uh, Ole Miss, they had to go to the wire, as we all know, with Arkansas. They had guys playing defensive snaps, 80, some 70 snaps. I mean, this is a team that really had to – doesn't have the depth on the defensive side of the ball. And with all the snaps they had to play last week, they're going to probably have to play 100 snaps this week considering they're playing Tennessee and Josh Heupel and considering the fact how fast their offense goes. So I think this is a really tough matchup. I really do for the Ole Miss Rebels and particularly that defense. I know Tennessee's been coming out hot here in the first quarter of the last couple of weeks. I think the, I think the, flip, the, the script is flipped, so to speak. I think Ole Miss is going to be the one that comes out hot, jumps on the balls early. But I think as long as the crowd stays in the game and Tennessee – uh, continues the momentum on the offensive side of the ball. I'm right there with you, Shade. I think in the fourth quarter, Tennessee score is the last team with the ball and the last team that scores. So, upset special, Shane. Tennessee, <laughs> 42. Ole Miss, 38. We both got them balls winning. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> All right, Shane. Last matchup here. CBS 
on SEC, or <laughs> fuck that up, SEC on CBS game of the week, number 11, Kentucky, number one, Georgia, then Bulldogs, favored by 22 and a half in Athens, the over-unders at 44 and a half, first time ever, if I'm not mistaken, two SEC East teams have met with a 6-0 and record, heading into, uh, you know, this is a de facto SEC East championship, Georgia won last season 14 to 3. I remember Shane lost money on that one. So who hopefully you win it this week, brother. Who you got in this matchup? Oh, Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. Here's here's the deal, man. I I made I made a deal with myself that I would under no circumstances bet against the University of Kentucky because they have hurt me so many times. <laughs> Just when you count them out, every single time you count the big blue nation out. They find a way to get a victory. I'm watching the UTC game. I said, there's no way. No way they're going to win. <laughs> yes, they win it. No way it should have been a game, but who cares? It's not who you're playing, how you're playing. It's how you end the game. They found a way to win. South Carolina sloppy. Oh, my God. I thought, this is this is it. I said, South Carolina's going to win this game. Nope. Kentucky. <laughs> Florida. No way in hell. Are they going to be able to beat Dan and the Florida Gators? It's just impossible. This team's too good, top to bottom. You can't compete with them. And guess what? Again, <laughs> they compete with them and they win. So then, here you got the Georgia Bulldogs, a team that I've been praising since day one, saying that this is the greatest defense in the entire country. Mm-hmm. And every time they play, doesn't matter who it is, they find a way to make the teams one-dimensional and shut them out, and they just steamroll them. Doesn't matter. Do they need a quarterback? Who cares? They could play anybody at quarterback. Georgia still finds a way to get points. They still find a way to stop people from getting points. So then you look at this game, and I've again, I, I, I made the deal with myself. There's no way I'm going to bet against Kentucky. But I've got to bet against Kentucky, Mike, because when you look at these two ball clubs, mm-hmm. I understand Kentucky is undefeated, 6-0. and Hasn't been that way since, what, 1890 or something. I don't know what the stat is. It's crazy. Georgia is playing awesome right now. Not just on defense, man, but their offense even. They're, they're, they're able to run the ball, and people sell out every single time, and it opens up these one-on-one matches going deep, and it doesn't matter who's at receiver. I, I got corrected ten times about that little little kid there playing receiver at Georgia. I ain't even going to say his name because I know I'm going to mess it up again. But I don't care who it is out there, Mike. Georgia finds a way to move the ball. They find ways to stop the ball. They're going to Athens. This is this is it, man. This is everybody's tired of the 1980 jokes. You can't have 1980 jokes and, and and play a close game with Kentucky Wildcats. And I just don't see it happening this week. So give me Georgia. It ain't gonna be pretty. It ain't gonna be a. It, it ain't gonna be a high scoring game. It's gonna come down. I think Kentucky to to make this a, any kind of game. They gotta slow it down. They gotta just keep moving the change. They gotta try to keep that defense on the field because they've just not been tested. And it's so hard to move the chains against this team. But that's the only shot they have. And I just I again, even though I said I would never do it. I'm. I got Georgia winning. Twenty-four. Kentucky winning the spread. Twenty-four. Kentucky thirteen. Ooh. Tell me. I'm. Tell me I'm wrong, Mike. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Well, Georgia's only given up five points a game. My <laughs> goodness, number one in the country. They've only allowed two touchdowns all year, Shane. They have actually outscored opponents 239 to 33. I can't disagree with the thing you just said. I mean, Georgia's that dominant. But I do think this Kentucky team, Shane, they're the best team Georgia's faced all year, and that includes mm-hmm. Clemson. And if Kentucky, they could carry over that momentum they had against LSU, that was the best game they've played this season, I thought. Uh, they just whipped up on old LSU. Can they do the same thing to Georgia? No. But that's because Georgia's so good. But I, I do mm-hmm. think Kentucky will make this thing competitive. They they do have the SEC's leading rusher in Chris Rodriguez. They got the SEC's leading receiver, Wondell Robinson. This is a game where this is the reason they switched up the offense in Lexington this offseason. Mm-hmm. This is why you bring in a Will Levis, because we had all due respect to Eddie Grant and Joey Gatewood, but you couldn't move the ball against Georgia last season. Wow. And and you never can. And that happens time and time when you're facing an elite defense. So now it's come to find out, can Georgia stop the Sean McVay, Liam Cohen style offense? And, you know, I keep seeing everybody and their mother, Shane, they're, they're pointing out how great this Georgia defense is, which it is. But just because they've been great up to this point doesn't mean they're going to only allow five points to the Kentucky Wildcats, who, like I said, are playing the best football they've played. And this is the best Kentucky team that Mark Stoops has ever fielded. So, I've got to right there with you, Shane. I mean, if this thing was in Lexington, mm-hmm. I might I might even pick Kentucky to win a football game, Shane. They're, they're <laughs> going to need Will Levis to play the game of his life to win in Athens. They're going to need to win the turnover battle, which is not something that they've been doing. Uh, I believe they did it in the LSU game, but that was the only one this year. So, I mean, they're going to need Stetson Bennett to have a meltdown. They're going to have to – I would force Lad McConkey. I think I said that right. We'll get corrected six more times. We'll learn his name by the time he leaves school. That's typically how we do it here. But, yeah, Brock Bowers, I mean, they're going to – if you're Kentucky, you got to make these freshmen beat you. And if they beat you, then, you know, you live with it. You know what I mean? But make Stetson Bennett. Don't don't give them anything easy on the ground. Uh, This Georgia – you know, make them as one-dimensional as possible and, and just hope that Stetson Bennett makes a mistake. I think he might even make a mistake or two, Shane. I'm not sure Stetson Bennett's the better quarterback in this matchup. But all that being said, uh, I mean, it's in Athens. Last time we were in an epic matchup like this, everybody was saying, well, how in the hell, what's up with this spread with Arkansas? There's no way Arkansas doesn't cover the spread. And they just got shellacked down there in mm-hmm. Athens. This is uh, the best team in the country. And I don't care if it's Kentucky or not. I mean, typically you'd overlook a team like Kentucky. I think that factors that favors Georgia this week. The fact that Kentucky's undefeated and, you know, their fans think they deserve to be top 10, which they probably do. But uh, that is not going to make for any kind of letdown on Georgia's side. So mm-hmm. I think it's a close game, Shane. I really do because I, I think Kentucky is legit. But it's just going to be too much to ask for them to go into Athens and get that W. So – I'm right there with you. I got Georgia winning the football game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than most people think, Shane. I'm going 27 Georgia, 20 Kentucky. I mean, I think it's a one touchdown type game. Man, I and I'm with you. I think the the one thing that I'll definitely agree with you is if this were in Lexington, mm-hmm. I, I may have picked Kentucky because I'm telling you, that's a it's a home field advantage nobody talks about, and I I mean. 
how could you not when you've watched the LSU game? How could you not when you watched the Florida game? It was it was electric in there. I don't know. I, like I said, I think they were sneaking extra people in there. You know, it just seems like <laughs> yesterday, oh, cash was out there at Walmart selling tickets, and now right, <laughs> and now you got people sneaking in the damn place. So <laughs> I, I think that's the key is the fact that it's in Athens and and it's just it's it's tall glass of water, man. I just. I'm just not ready to pull the trigger. Georgia has done nothing for me. I mean, since Clemson has done nothing to say that they don't belong in that number one spot. Mm-hmm. So I may be wrong. I've been wrong on Kentucky many, many times. In fact, Wildcat fans are probably happy I'm off the <laughs> the wagon right now because, you know, they, they want to prove me wrong. Who knows? We may have an emergency podcast later that night. Drunk because we're coming back from all this, finding out that they won this thing. So uh, we'll find out soon enough. That's why that's why we have the games, Mike. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of the show. Cannot wait for this weekend. I hope it's the best weekend yet of SEC football we have to date. But you got anything before we hop off the line? Yeah, well, I did say I was going to do reviews, but my phone's all jacked up right now and, and trying to do that. I'm literally holding my phone to the ear while I'm recording this thing and it's driving me nuts because I'm hearing my own voice. So I promise to do the reviews next week. We'll double up on that. I uh, appreciate everybody taking the time to do those and we definitely want to read them. It's just right now it is it's almost impossible. So uh, this is guys, one hell of it, a professional show. You know what? I'm telling you, man, this thing's <laughs> barely held together with duct tape. Mike don't even show up. You know, he's just <laughs> no tweets or nothing. He just thought maybe all the thousands of listeners wouldn't recognize there's no pod tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody's trying to download the app and cancel it out and think we've messed it up. So um, yeah, I appreciate everybody hanging out with us. You know, hey, we we. We work, man. You know, we, we try. I, I, I've worked all day and I come home and, and you know, I want to get out and, and get you guys some uh, some college football content because, you know, we do it for you guys because you're driving on the road, man. Sometimes you just want to listen to a little SEC action. And, and I don't want to hear the same old talking heads. And that's what we want to try not to be. And uh, so we hope you're enjoying the show and, and appreciate you know, we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. There's a lot of people that remember us when we started out, you know, under the gazebo just doing this damn thing. <laughs> so uh, we've come a long ways. But, uh, Mike, I appreciate the effort. I know you ain't 100%. Need you to get your uh, get that vitamin C or whatever, what other vitamin <laughs> supplements you need because we need all the voices this Saturday there in Neyland. <laughs> yeah, well said, Shane. Well, that, that's going to do it for this episode. I really appreciate you hopping on as always. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> See you guys. Go Vols. Upset.